You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. So, uh, <clears throat> I got stung by some bees this week. Yeah, you did. That was better you ridiculous. than me. It's been years. Mm-hmm. Joe, do you remember last time you were stung by a bee? Like last, it's like last year. Seriously? Yeah. I was gonna say. I feel like it's a, not a common yearly event for most people. No. Yeah, but I I do air duct cleaning. Yeah, that's so true. So I'm like on roofs by dryer vents. So how did terrible. how did you know you got stung by the bee? Because I've gotten stung a lot. No, but like, what were you doing? Where you're like, I just got stung by a bee. Oh, uh, the last time it flew in my truck window, went up my truck sleeve and nailed me in the back of the arm. But what did it feel like? Hold it hurt. On. Hold on. You just said your truck sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, did my you, truck window. Did you <laughs> up my shirt sleeve? Did you have your blinkler on when that happened? I must have. He said it flew in my truck window, went up my truck sleeve. He only wears that shirt in the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it stung you. The reason I asked that is because <clears throat> I'm I'm mowing the lawn, and when you're mowing the lawn, it's kind of like vacuuming, where you go into like. <laughs> <laughs> you go into like a different space. Autopilot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your brain's like here in the mower. It's how you scare people while they're vacuuming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're just like in your own little world. Yeah. And so like I'm just doing my thing. She likes to mow the lawn, by the way. Because it gets my cardio in. Yeah. Joe doesn't make her mow the lawn. It's by choice. It is by choice. In fact, Max has probably been wondering why she keep taking my job. I only bring that up because remember Nate Bargatsky? Yeah. He was like, you can mow the lawn to his wife, but you're going to tell all the neighbors that it was your choice. <laughs> right. But go on. I like it because it puts me in cardio for the entire time that I'm doing it. Like, yeah. I don't have to, like, work up to get cardio. It's like instant cardio. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I'm mowing and all of a sudden, like, a pinch on my leg. Like, to the point where I'm like, ah, like, what is that? Like, how did I move to pinch myself? Yeah. Yeah. And it was on my calf. <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, that's a weird pinch. And then, like, five seconds later, another, like, hardcore pinch, like, yeah. on another part of my leg. And I'm, I look down, and I see bees around my leg. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm getting stung by ground wasps. What kind of pants were you in? Uh, Like. Loose ones? Yeah. Okay. Well, not really. They were had in leggings? Thing. No, they were, like, just, like, sweatpants. But like they weren't like ankle sweats. They weren't like the heavy like. Okay, like they, they weren't like the heavy Walmart like wide sweatpants. leg yoga pants kind of. No, they were the ones with the zippers on the side. Okay, yep, joggers. Yes, joggers. They were joggers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I instantly realized I was getting stung by bees, and I full on panicked. So I leave the lawnmower where it is, running, and I run to the house. Swatting all the bees our way, okay? And I run into the house, and I immediately undress. Yep. Mm -hmm. I kept underwear and sports bra on, but I was like, I ripped my pants off. Did you have bees in your pants? I did. In the house? Yes. So I ripped my pants off, and I ripped my shirt off, and like I'm slapping my clothes. That's... You got stung by a bunch of bees when you were little. When I was a little kid. Yeah, they you went in the, they put you in the water and they just kept stinging you. Okay, so that's why I'm like I'm pretty sure these are ground wasps because those crazy demonic suckers, <laughs> they stick with you. 
Like they, they don't chase leave, they don't you. leave you alone. So when they sting, they release like a pheromone or something like that that and attracts more, the more other come. bees to that. Stop it. That's why somebody can stand next to you while you're getting stung. And it won't sting them. And they don't go after them. <gasps> I hate that. So I get like fully, you know, like I underwear bra type mode. Were you like praying in tongues or just running? <laughs> Well, and so I'm like running in the house and I'm like making sure like I know what to do. Yeah. Okay. So like I feel like getting stung by a bee is like, what do I do if there's a fire on my stove? Like it's something that you know like from oh, like a you really have long time ago. That or like you have a plan. <laughs> like I had no clue. But like when the time actually comes, you're unable to execute Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm like, my leg is stinging. Am I allergic? I'm not allergic, right? And like my brain is like mm-hmm. going down the thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Max walks into the room. And I, I have a underwear and bra. It's no different than a bikini. Okay. Right. In fact, more because I had a sports bra on, so it covered more. But he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just got stung by bees. And he's like, oh, no, you didn't. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yes, I did. He's like, you probably just got bit by a bee. I'm like, who gets bit by a bee? Like, they sting you. And that's why. Wasp can can bite bite and sting. What's hilarious to me is like, (laughs) did you say that to him at one point? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) He regurgitated. Max didn't know that. Or like, he he was just like, no, he didn't. Well, uh, ground wasp, they they can repeatedly sting. Like a honeybee has barbs. Once they sting, they're done. And they're dead. Then. Yeah. But a wasp, it, that thing can come like a little tattoo gun needle. Mm. So, yeah. Terrifying. Me and Max then got in a fight. Yeah, because he's a <laughs> gaslighter. <laughs> he's telling me I got bit and not stung. And I'm like, well, then what are all these welts on my leg, Max? I'm yeah. fighting with a 15-year-old. <laughs> like, get it together, Heidi. In your underwear. <laughs> In my underwear. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Laura got nailed in the knee at the baseball game. Yeah. The thing just landed on her. And it was the funniest thing because she's, how old is Laura? Mm, third grade? Fourth grade? Yeah. She's got to be like eight. Seven? Seven, eight, or eight. seven or eight? That's second grade. So we Maybe. immediately prayed for her. Mm-hmm. And in like three minutes, she was fine. Yeah. And then last Sunday, no, the Sunday before last, she was trying to testify about it. Yeah. Yeah. She did. We helped yeah. her. What would you consider the opposite of a people pleaser? Me. <laughs> like, what would you call them? Like, speak your mind people? No. Like, what would be the opposite? I would a, tag a, myself. Somebody that's negative. As like a people a, pleaser. I hate saying the word narcissist because every, um, every person that's got too much time on their hands and too much boredom is hyper-focused on the definition of a narcissist right now and people being quote unquote toxic and things like that. And Jesus never said any of that about anybody. He never turned anybody away for prayer because they didn't have enough faith. He never focused on their negative attributes. He never did any of that. Mm -hmm. So the idea of Saying what is the opposite of a people pleaser or something like that. Well, a people pleaser obviously would be somebody that's not um, confident in who God created them to be and who they are in Christ. And they don't have healthy boundaries. 
Like we have to have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. But what type of personality would be the opposite of that? Like, so basically somebody that doesn't care if they please people or not. Like what kind of person yeah, is that? That'd be your Paul, your Peter, like all those apostles in the Bible. They, yeah. they were not, their, their actions were not warranted by the um, affirmation of others. Mm-hmm. So I have always been a people pleaser. Like if, if someone wouldn't like me or doesn't like me, I like it would keep me up at night. I would take that very personal and I'd be like, but why? Like, why don't you like me? Why is this an issue? And every single time I would do something for somebody, I would want to make sure that I did it my absolute best so that I pleased them and that they gave me like a, a smile for it. And what I've noticed as I've been growing in Christ is that you can't be that people pleasing person and have the stuff that needs to be said come from the gospel at the same time. And there has been like this conflict that's been going on because I always consider that if I if I tell somebody something that I feel is right per scripture, I'm going to hurt their feelings or I'm going to step on toes or I'm going to make somebody upset and they're not going to like me and I'm supposed to be an image and representation of Christ. So therefore, I'm now putting a bad image on Christ. And this is how demonic things can actually turn that into something that it's not. Because the Bible says that we need to love everybody, that we need to love your neighbor as yourself, right? That you pray, you, you just love them and they're going to get out of it. But we're, I think a lot of the times people are actually misunderstanding the word love. Because if you let somebody continue down a bad path, and you basically watch them light, literally destroy their lives and you sit back with a bag of popcorn and you say nothing about it, do you really love that person? Because no, they, will, they will literally go to hell if you don't say something. And it's been an area that's been troublesome for me because I don't like, I don't like ruffling feathers. I don't like getting in deep like that. I just, I like high level, peaceful, lovable discussions. And so many times in the Bible, scripture after scripture, it's been conflict. Scripture says, be ye imitators, not hearers only. Has God ever ruffled your feathers? Yeah. Right. So your addiction to comfort and your entitlement to not have opposition or, or the, the problem is, is you're, we tend to have a flawed definition of acceptance. You have an audience of one. Your only audience in everything you do is God. You have Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father building a case for you. So, Christina, as somebody with a degree in communication, Mm -hmm. what is the difference between uh, loving somebody and liking somebody? Yeah. Because I can love somebody. Can I love somebody without liking them? Yeah. Well, you you can love people by default. Like your biological relatives oftentimes you love them yeah yeah like your siblings you grow up together you love them yeah 
And like when the rubber meets the road, you love them and you're going to stand by their side. But there are times where you, anybody, you know, I have a a lot of unlikable qualities. Most people do because of my, my, my entrance into the kingdom through that narrow way and that narrow gate Mm -hmm. put me in a position where I can't see just allowing somebody to to eke through without hearing good news. Mm-hmm. And yeah. good news doesn't sound like good news until you receive it. Even the disciples, they loved one another and they even loved Jesus and Jesus loved them. But they didn't, there were times where they just didn't like each other. Yeah. And that's evident. Mm-hmm. And not that Jesus didn't like them because obviously Jesus was without sin and he was able to see people for something that they couldn't even see themselves as yeah. right. Like Mary Magdalene yeah. and you know, the woman at the well and there's literally a, all the gospels give you several, many examples of how he could see the potential in someone that they couldn't see in themselves. Yeah. I think that it's very interesting to bring up the idea of people pleasing because a lot of people are empathetic and you can show empathy and you can let another person win one once in a while. Yeah. Right. But then there's a flip side where people can prey on those who are people, people pleasers and they can manipulate them mm-hmm. and kind of walk all over them yeah. knowingly. Yeah. Cause we're not, usually people pleasers are not going to put up a fight. They're, right. they're good employees. Cause you can, you can actually promote them and reward them with titles instead of compensation. Right. Yeah. So when I said me, what I mean by that is like at work, it's a well-known fact. I don't care what you call me, just pay me more. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't, I don't need all the pomp and circumstance necessarily. Mm -hmm. I don't need the fanfare, but just pay me what I'm worth. I've, I've said that, you know, and, um, I've also said I'm acting my wage. (laughs) Right. Um, at work, I say that type of a thing. And I would consider myself to be less of a people pleaser because, believe it or not, at work, I'm I'm more of a rule follower mm-hmm. than I am anything. Even down to, like, dress and decorum. And so I think it's more important to me that we not without reason, right? Like not to an extreme that people like follow the, the rules or like the best practices that we've established. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be flexibility there, but when the, it doesn't cost me anything personally, like I'm not bothered by saying, no, we can't do that. But you and I just talked about this while we were eating Mm -hmm. I don't flat out tell people no in a way that I know is going to be antagonistic, mm-hmm. right? You can be, you can resist being a people pleaser without being antagonistic. So there's two sides. That's what I was getting at. There's two sides. There's somebody that has empathy and like they're very sensitive and tender and it really bothers them. Like you were saying mm-hmm. to think, okay, this person doesn't like me or I've offended this person you don't ever want to be, there's like two extremes, right? There's that where it like really upsets your whole life. And then there's the opposite spectrum where people are 
really they're antagonistic. Yeah, they look for it. And it's they're so dedicated to like being the opposite of a people pleaser. Yep, proving a point. And on the other side, on the person who like has the need, mm-hmm. you have the same thing. You have the two extremes. You have the person who like either is super dependent on everybody and genuinely dependent and like just wasn't taught to or doesn't know how to stand on their own mm-hmm. or you have the other person a lot of times we talk about like weaponized incompetence you know like they use that type of thing and they'll like manipulate people because they know that they can so you have it's it's difficult because you have the two poles basically on both of those roles mm. so myself I know that I could be cold and antagonistic, but I've had to work and strictly professionally speaking, I had feedback like on my annual reviews where they like send that out to people. I would often get feedback saying that I'm too harsh, too direct, mm-hmm. too cold in my delivery mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. I don't think until recently that I've ever had a review that didn't say that at least once. From that's like my peers, my colleagues, people I work with providing that feedback. So I made it a personal goal to try to develop my soft skills. Mm -hmm. So like when you and I were talking earlier, I'm able to say no to somebody and it's a, it's a pretty firm no, but it's not a, it's, I don't say the word no. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to have truth with grace and, and grace with truth. So the love with who says you say something Me. what do you say love you have to have love and truth and truth and love love without truth there, there's an actual quote um is basically useless mm-hmm. and truth without love is brutality yes yeah so when when i was kind of talking about that and how i need to kind of get out of that mindset because like i'll see somebody that's like having like obviously a major issue and instead of like still listen to the Holy Spirit, obviously, like you don't need to go out there like a wrecking ball and just go insane and tell everybody they're going to hell because that's not going to help anybody. No. But at the same time, if like the Holy Spirit would ever like kind of prick me or, or anything like that. And I was just like in a situation, I'm like, I have no area to judge these people right now. I'm just going to pray for them. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like my go to that I kept going to. And j- one day, Joe was like, Oh, I made a comment because I was talking about a situation I was in and how I did that. Mm-hmm. And I basically just sat there and I said nothing in this conflict of situation that was around me because I said, I'm keeping the peace. Mm-hmm. Because, as like, I'm a very peaceful person in general like I don't look for fights I'm not a fighter like I just I go with the flow and I like to please it's just who I am I like to please people and I like to make everybody happy to the point where like even at night if I would be in discord with you for example and we would leave on weird terms Mm -hmm. I would have trouble sleeping I would need I need that like k love you bye yeah type text and then I can go to sleep peacefully. And I, I know that about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
he's like, you're not, you're saying that you're just trying to keep the peace in this conflict of a situation, but you're not keeping any peace because there's no peace in yeah. you or the other parties in that room that's involved. There's actually zero keeping of the peace. Mm -hmm. Like what if at that moment you would say something that would actually break that demonic thing that was happening and actually be able to bring peace into the situation? Weren't you and I talking about this? Yeah. Yeah, because blessed are the peacemakers. I almost wish it would say peace... Well, you have to make peace. You cannot. Yeah. Call, you have to make peace. Yes. Mm -hmm. You cannot call your quietness. Yes. Peace at the cost of truth, mm -hmm. because you are here as a militant force, an, an embassy of Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross to make peace. And the Bible says that we we believers, those of faith, will take the kingdom of heaven by force. Mm -hmm. This idea that you're going to quietly um, show through your body language that you're a Christian or whatever is, is the biggest lie the devil's got the modern church to believe. We are not, we're not in any place in the Bible called to keep our mouth shut at the cost of truth. Yeah. Um, it says that we will be persecuted. So when we have truth, mm -hmm. so if, if I'm called to intercession and I'm called to go into my prayer closet and pray, that's very different than being fully engulfed and involved in a social situation and leaving that knowing the truth because truth sets people free. So if I voice yeah. the truth and I plow ground and it doesn't feel good, that ground is now prepared for seed to go in. Mm -hmm. Even if I exit the situation, God will put a planter in there. Yeah. So there's a huge difference between being a peacemaker and keeping the peace and, and just going to your place of comfort yeah. and your place of rest. The Bible says that God will prepare a table for you in the midst of your enemies. That means you're going to be there long enough in confrontation where you're going to need a break and a meal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were just at like a social gathering. This is a good example of Heidi and I and our, our personality differences. You were off, you were visiting with somebody else, but Heidi and I were in a situation where there was someone talking to us and they were like, swearing every other word mm -hmm. like like using the f-bomb it was a manifestation because it was 98 percent spirit-filled christians and a couple of people that were uh they were drinking and and they were mm -hmm. they were in a very specific spiritual atmosphere with each other um one of those people i i know is trying to uh make a way towards god the yeah. other one uh was there with that person mm -hmm. um i think that was more of a manifestation the yeah than anything it's interesting so it went on for a while <laughs> and then i can only take so much and what i typically do is i say the thing mm -hmm. but i also say it in a way that's like kind of funny do you know yeah. what i mean mm -hmm. so i was like you're really letting it fly there bud like you're swearing a lot and i'm a lady 
Yeah. So you need to not talk to me that way. Mm. And Heidi wanted to die a thousand <laughs> deaths at that moment. See, and the cost that was going on there mm-hmm. was there was a lot of children. Around. There yeah. was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of children. It's crazy how much stuff that we do. But I could also tell that the host was uncomfortable that he kept doing that, mm-hmm. but didn't know what to say in the moment. And did I say the right thing? I don't know. It didn't actually help. But you still said something like mm-hmm. that's the that's kind of what like I'm, we're hitting on tonight. So it, the the other night or the other day that yesterday, Heidi made me bring Jasmine to piano. Right. Yeah. And I was talking to some ladies at this church and it turned into a thing. Um, we were talking about things that kids pick up on. And when this piano teacher said to Jasmine, what's your background? <laughs> um, I she love was talking <laughs> in a musical, you know, like, have you been classically trained in your 10 years of life? Mm-hmm. Have you had any experience with the keys what did at Jasmine all? Say? She brought out the Lynette King, yeah, like do, do greatest know, hits. Yeah, do you want to know her exact words? Yes, I'm Pentecostal by experience, meaning I speak in other tongues. <laughs> and so yep. this lady yep. was born and raised in the Pentecostal <laughs> church, and she's like, she's I, like, I'm taking that. Yeah, she told me she's used that so many times when she's like trying to explain That's her so faith. Funny. But this is the thing: is that child was around that Mm -hmm. that was something that that was in discussion that was a seed planted and nobody knew that was going to manifest fruit right out of a 10 year old Mm -hmm. talking to adults about music and what came out of her spirit was a seed that was planted about her identity in christ it's interesting because you know jesus was a pot stirrer Hmm. he stirred the pot yeah, he let people's demons go into pigs, which destroyed their income. That, but he also was like, Perp- he, like did miracles on the Sabbath, like yeah. you know what I did mean? Did miracles St- and said, "Go and tell no one." Stuff that was mm-hmm. gonna like, you know, he he did not just go along with the status quo. No, he he upset things. And he, but he was still gracious and kind and, and did loving. It in a very loving, compassionate, merciful He called manner. the Pharisees vipers to their face. Yeah, John the Baptist, so they came down and he said, was you, it him? Brood yeah, you brood of vipers. My bad. I always oh, confuse no, it's those right. two. I've just been in the church my whole life. I know nothing. <laughs> no, we, we <laughs> only know it because we just read it. We did just yeah. read it. And we got into like a huge discussion on it because we're like... The Pharisees were coming down to get baptized by John the Baptist. And like, he just looks at them and said, you brood of vipers. Yeah. Like, who told you? There you go. John the Baptist was quite brutal. Yeah. yeah. He was okay. born with the Holy Spirit. So what does that tell you about having the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Okay. Yeah. So John the Baptist, perfect example. Because like he was a little nuts. That man, mm-hmm. you can't tell me there was not love in that man. Oh, yeah. Fierce. Fierce love in that man, but yet he told everybody how it was and how it needs to be, and like that was that. No one, no one thought he was a mean, hateful man. That was Mm -hmm. otherwise nobody would want to be getting baptized by him, right? Because he was baptizing many, many, many people. Yeah, like that man came in and ruffled feathers. 
But I did it in a graceful way. This is what I think. I think that when you're going to approach somebody and you need to address sin or address conflict, mm-hmm. you, the prayer should be that God allow you to say whatever you need to to make precise cuts. Yes. Do, do you guys want to hear some, some Jesus words real quick? Always. Luke 12, 48. But he who did not know did things worthy of a beating and shall be beaten with few lashes. For everyone to whom much is given, of him shall be much required. And of him who men entrust much, they will require and demand all the more. Mm -hmm. I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish that it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and how greatly and sorely I am urged on impelled, constrained, until it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I have come to give peace upon earth? No, I say to you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided among themselves, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds of people, when you see a cloud rising in the west at once, you say, it is going to rain, and so it does. And when you see that a south wind is blowing, you say, there will be severe heat, and it occurs. You play actors, hypocrites. You know how intelligent, how intelligently to discern and interpret and prove the looks of the earth and sky. But how is it that you do not know how to discern and interpret and apply the proof to this present time? Mm-hmm. And why do you not judge what is just and personally decide what is right? Mm. Then you go with your accuser before a magistrate on the way to make a diligent effort to settle and be quit quite free of him lest he drag you to the judge and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer put you in prison i tell you you will never get out until you have paid every last fraction of a cent when we think about who jesus is and the fact that when we get a hold of him Mm -hmm. and we get a hold of truth there is there is going to be an upheaval in the spirit realm and and it will cause manifestations in the flesh between family members between people you know like we we want to think that loving kindness is is just birds chirping and like snow white walking through the the forest and mm-hmm. birds bringing her her That's how I want it to scarf be. Scarf around her neck and <laughs> letting it lay, and, yeah, it's not and that apples way. Yeah. being dropped in her hand, and she's feeding the deer. Mm-hmm. But what actually happens is God raises up a people that are of light in a world full of darkness. Yeah. And we are to be a city on a hill. Yeah. And if the light is just not shining or flickering and not saying anything, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be challenging to not say something but like i was saying the precise cuts thing if you were a surgeon 
and you knew that you had to perform surgery and you went into the OR with a butter knife and a mallet, not only are you going to not execute well, you're going to cause additional collateral damage. Yeah, it's going to become worse. Right? Yeah. So you have to pray ahead of time yes. that God prepare their hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That God prepare their hearts. Yes. And that he gives you the words to speak. Yeah. That will bring them out of it. Yeah. Draw them out. Yeah. It's like you apply it's you apply heat and it causes a wound to fester. It yes. comes out. You yes. get a sliver out that way. Yes. That's how you have to do it. So you have to approach things. You know, have you ever heard that like where they sandwich something they're like you say a positive and then the negative and then the positive Mm. i feel like jesus did a version of that in that he was like hey you're in sin where's your husband he Mm. knew Mm -hmm. and he was calling her out Mm -hmm. but he also i feel like was like then he was like where's your first husband (laughs) (laughs) yeah no not that one the other one but I also feel like he was like, you deserve better than this. You're better than yeah. this. Yeah. And like any one of us, excuse me, that was my cord. Um, any one of us that is approached in that way. Yeah. Because you know that there's compassion in it. Yes. You're not just coming down on somebody and saying, yes. hey, you're doing the wrong thing. And you're going and you to hell. suck. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you have such great potential. Yes. This, I can see how this is holding you back. Yeah. I can see the hold that it has on you. Yeah. And if you could just get the freedom and seek, yes. seek Jesus, yes. you're going to see what I see. Yes. You're gonna, and it's not me, but it's Christ in me that sees that in you. The Holy Spirit can see that potential. When you're giving a word of knowledge to people, it's like you're, you're, you're communicating. You're a vessel, right? You're not just saying what's wrong. But you're also bringing the answer with you the prophesy same on thing. them. Yes. Yeah. Like if you so you can't just go around to people no. and be like, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You have to bring the answer. It, it always yeah. has to be coupled with whatever thi- whatever thing that the Holy Spirit's telling you to reveal. So just today I did a devotion with my kids this morning about the power of words. Yeah. And God act is activated by his word. Okay, yeah. so if you sit, if you have a, a a tough sit, this is so this devotional was what five minutes ago, like <laughs> twelve hours ago. How long have you been delivered? Oh, fifteen. Fifteen years. Okay, so this devotional was fi- is fifteen years mm-hmm. after after that time of my life, mm-hmm. and God brought me back into remembrance of that. That's crazy to me mm-hmm. because I don't know. I didn't know then what I know now. Right. I went in to that very raw with very limited scripture, very limited word, very limited even experience of what I knew God was. I only had like little touches at like youth group events or like, you know, certain church services in my life. But I never had what I currently have now. Yeah. And I did what it was saying to do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that I was doing that at that time. Right. So in the devotion this morning, it was talking about how God is activated by his word and that his word shall not return to him void. Mm -hmm. And if you only speak the problem, God can do nothing with that. 
You have to speak the answer. You have to speak what you want to see. You Mm -hmm. have to speak what he sees. Because if you don't speak that stuff and you're only speaking the problem, he can't do anything with those words. So with Joe, I started life as saying, you are an alcoholic. You are mean. You are a jerk. You are this. You're that. You're snaky. You're cold. And I would just speak those things constantly in fights. Right. That's all I would say. I hate you. Like just Mm -hmm. all of these things. God can do nothing with those words. No. He can do nothing. Yes. He can Mm -hmm. do nothing with those words. And all of a sudden, when I started to go to church, I started to switch everything that I hated about him into the positive. Yeah. And so every time he would upset me, I would say, I thank you that you're such a mighty man of God. Thank you for being a mighty man of God. You are a mighty man of God. You are mm-hmm. a mighty man and of God. And sometimes you were antagonistic with it. And I would just I would just say that you're constantly. A mighty man of God. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I would like, speak those words out constantly. Mm-hmm. And fifteen years later, in a morning devotional with my two kids, God is like, Look what you did back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you too, you two kids right now, you need to get a hold of this because it's huge. Because if you don't like certain things in your life, if you don't like certain people in your life by you just gushing out of the mouth and saying what you don't like about life and what you don't like about this person and what you don't like about your job and you're just gushing and gushing and gushing, your situation is never going to change because God can do nothing with those words. But if you start to flip the script... Speak of things that are not as though they were. And start thanking God for things that you don't currently have yet. Like I thanked him for a mighty man of God, even though that was not what was standing in front of me. Yeah. yeah. We, we have to understand that the idea of even not stepping out in truth to keep the peace doesn't have anything to do with our relationship with God. It has to do our, with our relationships to comfort in emotions. Mm-hmm. That's all emotionally based. When you go into Jude, everybody should spend like a week in Jude, which means you'd have to read it like t- 20 times because it's very short. If you don't if you don't love me at my Jude 2, you don't deserve me at my my Proverbs <laughs> 31. Right. Well, in, in Jude 1, 14, it was of these people, moreover, that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied when he said, Behold, the Lord comes with his myriads of holy ones, ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the impious unholy ones of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in such an ungodly way, and of all the severe abusive jarring things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are inveterate murmurs, grumblers, who complain of their lot in life, going Mm -hmm. after their own desires, controlled by their passions, emotions Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Their talk is boastful and arrogant, and they claim to admire men's persons and pay people flattering uh, compliments 
to gain advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. They told you beforehand in the last days, in the end time, there will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires following after their own ungodly passions. It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved... This is, where, this is where we learn exactly how to stand in everything that you've said to this point. But you, beloved, in 20, build yourselves up founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect patiently. Wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal and refute so as to convict some who dispute with you and on some have mercy who waver in doubt. Strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire. On others take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. So that tells you right there that through that praying yourself up in your most holy faith in the Holy Spirit, you're going to have discernment mm. because that was a few different structural, social statures that people are going to have that you're going to encounter. Strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire. On others take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. So don't put on what they have on. Hmm. If you're doing like inner healing or something like that, don't think you have to wear what you're bringing them out of. Mm -hmm. You need to loathe that thing because that's been keeping them down. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present you as unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of his glory and triumphant joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight. Jesus wants to have unspeakable and ecstatic delight in you. When you learn how to walk in that discernment mm -hmm. through these areas where you are a peacemaker instead of a self-proclaimed peacekeeper, to the one and only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be the glory, splendor, majesty, might, and dominion, and power and authority before all time, now and forever, unto all the ages of eternity. Amen. So when we think about all the emotion tied up mm -hmm. in those things that we speak. Um, w when I have a word for somebody, when I have uh, the Holy Spirit, especially if it's something that, that's going to bring some sort of controversy with yeah. somebody. Maybe it's somebody that's living in an adverse lifestyle to procreation. Maybe they're homosexual or they think they're trans or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have... Uh, you know, body shaming issues towards themselves. You know, the, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. In 1 John, it says that you love him because he first loved you. Yeah. Right? So why do we love God? Because we come to the revelation that he loved us before when we were in our sin. Yeah. 
enough to to sacrifice his only son for us. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden when we apply that blood of Jesus and that thought of and, and the reality of what he did, mm-hmm. you were talking about that guy uh, and disrespecting the blood of Jesus just like a week ago. And Preston, you showed me that video. Preston and and it's like yeah. now we have this understanding of just how precious that is. And now we apply that to ourselves. And then going forward, when we want to love our neighbor, if I have to deal with somebody that's headed for hell, mm-hmm. eternal damnation because of something they want me to affirm, you know, a, a belief system or an ideology that they've taken on some sort of, um, they, they, they've taken on some sort of personality mm-hmm. that God didn't create for them that is in complete opposition with, with everything that their talents aim towards. And now all of a sudden I have to speak out. I have to be in love. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to love them. Yeah. So now all of a sudden yeah. I look at them and I'm like, man, I cannot, I, 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 I can't, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. But I can't be the only one in the room that lets them think that this is okay. So don't you think too, it has a lot to do with timing? It does. And so you have to pray you have to be prayed up all the time, like you yeah. said, in your most holy faith. And don't second guess timing, because if you're right. the only one there with truth, yeah. that's speaking it or yeah. has the conviction to speak it, that's probably yeah. the right time. Can I read something? Yeah. It's Proverbs 16. You ever read it? I, I don't know. I'll I bet find you out. But I feel like it goes along with this. Okay. And it's not that long, so I'm just going to read the... I'm going to read the whole thing. Do it. Do it. Okay. The plans of the... Of the mind, uh, this is the Amplified Classic, by the way, Proverbs 16. The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man, but from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. Mm. Mm. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, the thoughts, and intents of the heart. Roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him, and he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Mm. The Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end and his own purpose. Even the wicked are fitted for their role for the day of calamity and evil. Everyone proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting, hateful and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Ouch. Yeah. Cause sometimes people are just super excited to give a corrective word. Yeah, yeah they are. And it yes. sends me into like, yes. I'm like, God, I was delivered a panic attack. Yeah. And yeah. I feel a panic attack coming on. So I, I, this better be you. Yeah. yeah. It says, be assured. I pledge it. They will not go unpunished. That's what he mm. says about proud yeah. and arrogant people in heart. Wow. By mercy and love, truth and fidelity to God and man, not by sacrificial offerings, iniquity is purged out of the heart, and by the reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord, men depart from and avoid evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his emanes. Emanes. Eminems. When a man please a man, oh boy, this is verse seven. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him Mm -hmm. better is a little better is a little with righteousness uprightness in every area and relation and right standing with god than great revenues in injustice Mm. a man's a man's mind plans his way but the lord directs his steps and makes them pure divinely directed decisions are on the lips of the king and his mouth should not transgress in judgment 
a just balance scale and scales. Let me do that again. A just balance and scales are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work established on his eternal principles. It's an abomination to God and men for kings to commit wickedness, wickedness for a throne is established and made secure by righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. Right and just lips are the delight of a king, and he loves him who speaks what is right. Yes. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of a king's countenance is life, and his favor is as a cloud bringing the spring rain. How much better it is to get skillful and godly wisdom than gold. Come on. And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright turns aside from evil. He who guards his way preserves his life. Pride goes before destruction. See, mm -hmm. that's the verse everybody knows from this chapter. And a haughty spirit before a fall. Mm -hmm. Better it is to be of humble spirit with the meek and poor. Meek, by the way, means you possess the power to do something and mm -hmm. you choose not to. Correct. And poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who deals wisely and heeds God's word and counsel shall find good. And whoever leans on trusts in and is confident in the Lord, happy, blessed, and fortunate is he. The wise in heart are called prudent, understanding, and knowing, and winsome speech increases learning in both the speaker and the listener. Mm. This, is, this should be like the communicator, the communications, like, doctrine. Serious. Understanding is a wellspring of life to those who have it, but to give instruction to fools is folly. Mm. The mind of the wise instructs his mouth and adds learning and persuasiveness to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the mind and healing to the body. There is a way that seems right to a man and appears straight before him. But at the end of it is the way of death. Mm. The appetite of the laborer works for him, for the need of his mouth urges him on. A worthless man devises and digs up mischief in his lips, and in his lips there is a, as a scorching fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. You guys, this like addresses so much. I was going to say, mm -hmm. I feel like we could do a full podcast on just Proverbs 16 <laughs> because you've said so many things that like I like, want to go back and talk about. How do we even break it down? The exceedingly grasping, covetous, 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 stop. Covetous. Covetous and violent man entices his neighbor. Isn't this what you were talking about? Leading him in a way that is not good. He who shuts his eyes to devise perverse things and who compresses his lips as if in concealment brings evil to pass. A Whoa. That right there mm -hmm. is the difference between a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah, read that again. He who shuts his eyes to devise perverse things and who compresses his lips as if in concealment brings evil to pass. Like this? Yep. Gross. Can't ever make that face again. <laughs> well, a lot of, a lot of times. When, but that's when what you, I do. When, when we as a people group decide something's uncomfortable. You know, like oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick a fight with Uncle Stanley tonight at Christmas and wreck Christmas over uh, pro-life or you know freedom of choice. We are there 
to be truth bearers. Yeah. And we can't bear false witness, but we do have to have the Holy Spirit and in yes. love. Yes. And they, and the timing because so he even just did a post today where it was like this guy making a weird face and mm-hmm. you wanting to say something but Holy yeah. Spirit says now's not I the time. Like that's exactly what we're talking about here. Like it's not our job to sit and just keep our mouth shut all the time, but at the same time even in Proverbs 16, yeah, it talks yeah. about scales and balances. Like yeah. God is a God of order and he doesn't want you out there just being willy nilly. You still need to right. listen and discern for when that timing yeah. is right. Sometimes when when you look at scripture and when it comes to confronting somebody, it talks often about taking the, the person, calling them into a place of meeting, finding somebody that has no opinion. Right. That's trustworthy. Not somebody that you gossip with. Yeah. yeah. Somebody that's trustworthy. They don't have anything to gain or lose. Level-headed. From the conversation. Yeah. You bring them in. You confront the person. Uh, you give you give forgiveness a chance. Um, you know, it's like a spiritual washing of the feet at that moment. Um, if they decide, you know, if you go Paul's writings, if they decide that they're not going to change, mm-hmm. he would outcast them. Because yeah. he couldn't afford for their their poor doctrine, their their loose doctrine, and their um, entitlements to affect the root system of baby Christians coming in. Mm-hmm. Because a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had three more verses. Oh dear. Real go quick. for it. So, first of all, it says hoary, which is H O A R Y, which mm-hmm. means old. Okay, or like mm-hmm. aged. Okay, so. I'm providing that yeah. first because it says the hoary head is a crown of beauty and glory. Mm-hmm. If it is found in the way of righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation, mm. he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his own spirit than he who takes a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. Mm. that's how it ends yeah we'll have to unpack that someday in, in yeah. luke six twenty six, woe to alas for you when everyone speaks fairly and handsomely of you mm-hmm. and praises you for even so their forefathers did to the false prophets yeah. mm. beware when but, all men speak well of you yeah. Diverse, yeah but i say to you who are listening now to me in order to heed, make it practice to love your enemies, treat well, do good to act nobly towards those who detest and pursue you with hatred, invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you, implore God's blessing favor upon those who abuse you, who revile and reproach and disparage and high handedly misuse you. To the one who strikes you on the jaw or the cheek, offer the other. Um, And from him who takes away your outer garment, do not withhold your undergarment as well. The the posture that we have to have, um, that's talking about a totally different circumstance than you bringing truth Mm -hmm. in to, to correct or to help bring somebody out of something. That's that's a situation where where you're being persecuted or or where people, you know, are talking about you Mm -hmm. where when we're talking about 
you know, you're in a situation in the body of Christ where, like, the situations we've been talking about, too, are not like us downtown on the street with an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the scripture is not even written for that. They don't have knowledge of it. So you can't force scripture on somebody that doesn't know it or have a history with it. It'll, it'll be You can't like judge speaking, someone against a standard that they're unaware right. of. Right. It'd be yeah. like speaking Egyptian to them. Yeah. They're going to be like, what? Yeah. what? That doesn't even make sense. Which is why a lot of the people that like would get a bad rap by ha- holding the signs that mm. say like, you're all going to hell for the lot of the unbelievers. They're like, who are these people? And there's some that get reached that way. Yeah. Um, and there's some that I've met that need that kind of structure to, to keep from falling back into temptation. So I'm not against anybody. It's just maybe not my way. Um, maybe not the way that God's brought me into the kingdom, but what, we're talking about when there's sin in the camp. What I propose you know? to you is if you're in a um, a situation where you're standing in your kitchen at Christmas and your sister-in-law's had a little too much wine and she's on the worship team and she's talking about, you know, sexual vice or something like that in front of your brother, uh, it, it might be a good indication that uh, you are there for truth or all of a sudden you're... you're this somebody is just in your a for family, instance that didn't happen. No, but somebody <laughs> in your family, you know, they're talking about um, their kids' pronouns or something and how they're going to just kind of go along with it because it's a phase. And you have the Holy Spirit well up in you and, and put a word, a right now word in your heart that if they let this go, it's going to it's gonna take roots and become something that is is a a generational curse and not mm-hmm. just like a phase. Yeah. You know, and it, and then instead of saving it for the car ride home on your husband's ears and letting him know or your wife's ears of how wrong the situation is, you you step in 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 the authority given by God in that situation and even if people get a little upset the next day when they wake up and the Holy Spirit's working on their heart they're going to be in a different place. Mm-hmm. So we 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 can't withhold truth in the name of keeping peace when yeah. we're called to be a peacemaker. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.